0: people beings within the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan actually have ownership over the kingdoms of the world and you can actually there's evidence of that in the gospels and when when Satan says to Jesus, "If you submit to me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world mm-hmm. so I there's that that big part there of who is in who is in authority here. Right. And God is taking back authority over the world. That was originally Mm -hmm. his from the very beginning. Hello, welcome to the PonderCast, where it's okay to think differently about the Bible and theology. Let's get
1: pondering. Welcome, everybody, back to the PonderCast. I'm Drew. He's Perry. Let's get pondering. (laughs) Oh, I like that. We should start off like that. I like it.
0: Oh, whoa, whoa. It's good to start with some banter, isn't it? Okay. At the beginning. We're here together.
1: We're here together. Yes, everyone. Welcome back to the PonderCast. (laughs) Perry and I are in the same room once again. Doesn't happen very often, seeing as we live in... If you guys don't know, I live in Prince Albert. Perry lives in Saskatoon. So we make the trip every once in a while, but we both live busy lives. Straight out of Saskatoon. Straight out of Saskatoon, yeah. Don't joke like that. I saw one that said straight out of, and it had a different place there. It's a little risky, with mm-hmm. some of those ones, but, uh, yeah, we're happy to be back. We're happy to be in person mm-hmm. talking. We're going to continue Absolutely. our, uh, our series here on atonement theories. Pretty mm-hmm. excited about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. What did the cross accomplish?
1: Yeah. What did it accomplish? How did it happen? So, uh,
0: how how have you been since we recorded our last episode? It's been a few weeks.
1: I've been missing it. I feel like yeah. our listeners may have been missing it. I don't know. Hopefully, but we'll it's just been... we'll just tell ourselves. That. Yeah, we'll tell ourselves <laughs> that. No, um, yeah, I've been missing recording. Been doing a lot of thinking. So that's good. Thinking's pondering, which is kind of what we want to do. But yeah, it's been missing. It. i hope in in fall we can get some consistency in these mm-hmm. in these podcasts, and we'll get some more good content out for you. But how are you been?
0: Pretty good. Business bit of a busy summer, but man, yeah. it's been a good summer. Haven't had such a good summer in a long time. Yeah. Going went on holiday and spoke at camp for 2 weeks. It's nice that COVID is well, it's
1: kind gone. of gone. Like, it's gone forever yeah, out here. That's what yeah, they tell exactly. me anyway. Pandemic free. Yeah.
0: So today I, uh, <laughs> I was on Facebook and uh, <laughs> this is this is on the market. A marketplace on Facebook. This isn't PA. I was like, this is so PA. Lost delivery debit machine.
1: <laughs> what? What? Is that all it says? No, some pizza guy lost his delivery debit machine or what? They
0: have a missing debit machine from this. Fa- I won't say the name. Uh, yeah. There will be a $100 reward for the return no. of the machine, regardless of the condition it is in.
1: That, what? How do you lose a a delivery debit machine? That's impressive. Wow. So, if any of you listeners find this debit machine, someone on buy and sells trying to find the yeah. buy and sells. what it
0: is? On Marketplace, Facebook.
1: Yeah. Jeez. That could be a costly thing to lose. Wow. There you go, folks. $100
0: reward. Go get
1: it. Only in PA. Go get your reward. Yeah. Anyways, with that out of the way, let's get into this. <laughs> yeah all right Perry what are we talking about today?
0: We're talking this is a Latin phrase Christus Victor I gotta bring Latin into everything because that's the the title of this atonement theory
1: is Christus Victor Christus Victor yeah and I think lots of us have heard this theory what does it actually mean like what does the Latin mean? Well the Latin means the victory
0: of Christ okay Christus Christ Victor well i'm just the victorious yeah you know, i mean we just yeah, throw the phrase exactly. out there but what does it actually mean what's yeah, it what's it going isn't, it's not referring to a guy named victor it's uh... <laughs> right that was what i thought <laughs> it, all right so it, it has to do with uh the you know going back to the question what does the cross accomplish mm-hmm. and so we think about the victory of christ that that's this particular theory um i want to be a, more objective here than because I will be subjective later. I I I really like this theory, um, which
1: is really weird because it kind of pushes a little bit against. I think it pushes against penal substitution.
0: Well, which I think you are point a to good. Make.
1: Which I think you are also advocate for in some <laughs> in some strands. I don't recall. <laughs> yeah. Well, we haven't recorded Perry. You can't get away from it. Um. Yeah, no, it's it's uh I think it has a lot of good things in it. I like it a lot, Christus mm. Victor. I think it falls more into my theology, this one than mm. substitutionary. But I think they have to con- I think you almost have to take bits and pieces from each mm-hmm. one. Um but this one was really interesting. Um, do you wanna give a coles notes on this one or do you want me to go my coles notes first? And <laughs> you can kinda of disagree where you want.
0: Okay, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It's eleven words. Gonna say hormones. Perry can count to eleven. Okay, but yeah. you should go first.
1: Then I'll. So
0: play. the, I on my notes it says what does the cross accomplish? The victory of Christ over sin, death, and the devil. That's my simple definition. Okay, can for I, this atonement theory?
1: Okay, can I give an expanded definition? Absolutely. Okay, this is my understanding. So if you disagree, you let me know. This is kind of my okay. research and understanding of it. So basically, um, as humanity, we sided against God. Okay. I don't think that's debate. I think that's truth. Uh, so we're enslaved to sin and death. We suffered. We, mm-hmm. Nothing we can do to get out of it. I think that's mm-hmm. pretty plain to see. So God in three persons, stages a rescue through Jesus, whom all the perfect human. And then this is where it kind of gets a little bit different than substitutionary. Uh, Satan then sees God on earth and Satan wants to kill Jesus. That's kind of the, the mindset of it. And so it's almost like this idea. It's like Satan's trying to kill Jesus or the evil of the world. It doesn't have to be a physical Satan. You don't have to like view like a person of Satan. It could be evil, whatever. It's in our world that's bad. Um, and then basically Jesus defeats sin and death. God tricks Satan, saying kill them. Oh, I wasn't actually supposed to die kind of thing. And Jesus rescues humanity, brings him back to himself. Defeats sin, death brings everything back. Christ is victor over everyone, and that that's my understanding of this theory. Is that do you think that's accurate, or would you be like, no, that's
0: uh, repeat? You, you said something about um, what did you say about Satan and the world?
1: So, like, uh, man is enslaved to mm. sin, Satan. Mm-hmm. I i want to use the word Satan because I don't think this even has to be like an actual being, like, I'm not, it doesn't have to be this actual pitchfork and horns being (laughs) just the idea of evil desires. Okay. That's enough. Yeah. And so this evil is what kills Jesus on the cross thinking Mm. it's, it's killing God, thinking it's winning, thinking it's, and so like, there's almost like this uh, trickery going on by God who is tricking Satan to killing Jesus Hmm. so that um, people can be redeemed.
0: Hmm. Which getting a little bit into ransom
1: theory. No, ransom theory is God owes Satan. Mm, mm-hmm, this one is right, Satan. Satan's right. the one who's killing Jesus, but it's not a, um, in this theory anyway, my idea and view of it is that Satan's the one who's killing Jesus, not God. And that's where it differentiates between penal substitution mm. and Christus Victor. That's my understanding of it. Mm, mm-hmm. like, like, like I said, like, I'm kind of looking through all these, through those two questions. Who's killing, who's killing and what's, what's the goal? Who kills mm. Jesus and what's the goal of it? And this one, I think evil, whatever you want that to be, is killing Jesus. Mm. And then mm. um, he's dying so that we can be free from mm. that said evil. So that's why I say when you say, like, I kind of like this one, and penal, it's like, well, I don't know, they kind of push back and forth. Or like you think you can do both of them?
0: Mm-hmm. But I'll get into that later. Okay, okay, fine. Because enough. we yeah. want to... Get, get we want by. to look at what this means, but I think the key th- is that that Christ is victorious yes. over sin, death, and the devil. Because I'm not sure. Because okay, okay, let me go back here. You have yep. two categories of who kills.
1: Yeah, who kills Jesus? And what's the other one? And what what's the thing that's trying to accomplish? What's the problem?
0: Oh, so is that is that your. Is that what you're your is that like your methodology for each? Yeah, it's kind of my methodology. No, not
1: not. Certain, but those are the questions I'm seeking to answer. Who's oh. who killed Jesus, and what what is trying to be reconciled? Mm. Right in penal substitution, we talked about how the reconciliation was like this legal binding judgment or justice mm-hmm. had to be um, made right. Right, and then this one, I think it's more of God wants to reconcile all of creation back to Himself from this evil from this sin from what was not his intention mm-hmm.
0: yeah because you have two kingdoms right yeah. from the beginning right from the right from the beginning of creation you have two kingdoms it's not explicit in genesis we kind of it's implied as we go through scripture that there's the kingdom of god yeah and there's the kingdom of satan and this should be interesting—an interesting discussion for later, maybe. But I'll just say for now. I think I talked about this with Jeremy Lawson in the Divine Council episode, where people, beings within the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan, actually have ownership over the kingdoms of the world, and you can actually. There's evidence of that in the, the Gospels, and the, when when Satan says to Jesus. If you submit to me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. Mm-hmm. So I, there's that that big part there of who is in who is in authority here, right? And God is taking back authority over the world that was originally mm-hmm. His from the very beginning, as N.T. Wright talks about. So he has this this big book, uh, one part of like his major major academic work. It's called Jesus and the Victory of God. And to Wright is a is Victor advocate, right. but he's talking about the victory of God yeah, through Christ, right. through the cross, through the resurrection, yeah. to show that God is king. Uh, whatever, it doesn't change much. Just a different right. way of looking but at the, it. It doesn't the, change much of what we're getting at here. Right,
1: but that's the whole point of this theory, is, is to magnify the victory mm-hmm. over sin and death, which I think is a lot different than penal substitutionary atonement i keep going back to that one because that's the other big one i think the key in that one is satisfying the justice of god that's what it kind of seems like like Mm -hmm. this legality is more important than what it's accomplishing and i think that's why i like this one more because it's like it's solely focused like the victory in christ Mm. of god over this thing that separated us for soul. it just seemed. I don't know. Mm. Maybe just because more positive, I like it better. Like, <laughs> maybe that's not a good reason to do theology. A good way to do theology. Well, but but does it not have like a more positive ring than ring to it. Like what it accomplished. I, I don't like know. I said, I want to get to it later because. Okay, okay sorry, sorry. Let's. I,
0: I I just want to define it from yeah. scripture. What do we yeah. to, like? What does scripture say about this particular theory that we're right. talking about? Yeah, and actually, I want to argue that. The resurrection is important in this theory. So, well, the resurrection is important <laughs> in every yeah. atonement theory. In all theories. But particularly here, I want to emphasize that the resurrection is the death blow. To like, it's the cro- It's the death and resurrection of Jesus that is the death blow, the victory over sin, death, and the devil. Mm-hmm. And so there's this picture. I put it in my notes to show you, Drew. I'll put it in the show notes. This, have you seen that picture? That Jesus is standing on his tomb. Like he's he's risen from the grave, and he's stand, he's holding a victor's flag mm. over the tomb. Yeah. He's wearing a crown, and uh, I don't know who these people. They look passed out. I don't know. <laughs> They're terrified or something. But I love that picture. Uh, it's one of my favorite pictures. Is seeing Jesus like especially seeing that at Easter, is seeing Jesus with his victor's flag, mm-hmm. even though he has a s- pierced side. He's standing there as the uh, as the victorious king. And that's what we get at here is that, you know, my th- my big point to make from this is that Jesus' glory as king comes through suffering. Um, but that is besides the point. It's, it's well, yeah, it's besides the point. But anyways, Hebrews 2.14, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil. So we see here that Jesus became uh, a human being mm-hmm. in order to destroy the devil, uh, to destroy the one who has the power of death.
1: Right, and that speaks to the victorious nature mm-hmm. of... Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah.
0: Colossians 2.15, he, God... Disarmed by the cross, the rulers and authorities, and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him, which is Jesus. I think this is the most, I this is, I think, one of the most awesome verses in the Bible, to me anyways. Um, he put them to a public spectacle, I think is how other translations put it, open shame, because I can't remember who said it. But uh, somebody said that Satan and his cronies thought you know, they kinda had the last laugh they thought. Yeah. When Jesus died. Yeah. But in reality <laughs> it was the it was God and the king, the king of kings who had the last laugh. And, well do you uh, think put that's... them to an open shame and even that uh sorry to interrupt you. No no that's I'll fine. just have this yep. one more thought. The the cultural significance there when a king uh, defeated their their enemy nation and they would bring the the enemies through to humiliate them, mm-hmm. to show, look at, we defeated them, we're victorious over them. So even that, in a way, they're dragging Satan and the kingdom of darkness through to show we have defeated them. Not sure how that what that looks like. It's more of a, I you know I guess to say before I forget to say this, as we're talking about this this battle between God and Satan, it's not happening like it's. Pardon me, it's happening, but it's not happening visibly to us. We really have to put our spiritual lenses on here to understand uh, of what's going on here. But I think that this verse is being fulfilled um, all the time, that God is continuing to defeat the king. Like, he did it once, he's continuing to do it, and he's doing it, he's going to do it again. Right. We see that in Revelation, where I believe... (laughs) When it talks about in Revelation 20, he sees the dragon, that ancient serpent. I love that he frames it like that. Like that goes back to Genesis 3. Right. That's ancient yeah. serpent who is the devil and Satan. And he bound him for a thousand years and threw him into a pit and shut it and sealed it over him so that he might not deceive the nations any longer. That's important. No longer has authority over the nations until the thousand years were ended.
1: That happened. at The resurrection. Why do you got to bring eschatology into this? Come on. We're trying to give a good conversation here about Christus and You got to say it already happened. Perry's an AML. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> Moving on from there. Okay. So. um, I have more verses, but anyways. Okay. Keep going then. Well, I, I interrupted you though. Well, you before. did. Yeah. So I'll, I'll talk now. My turn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you, you admittedly say like, yeah. Christ's resurrection is this defeat of Satan, right? That like that is what's happened. Um, we don't have to get into it now, but I'm really interested to see how you tie that with penal substitutionary atonement, because I don't, I just, I can't grasp my head around those two coincide. But we can get to there later. Uh, mm-hmm. One verse that I had down, just kind of thinking about it, it through the context of um, Satan thinking that he's kind of, you know, he tricked God and won, is oh death where is thy sting oh grave Mm -hmm. where is your victory kind of asking these rhetorical questions um to to um the grave to hell to Mm -hmm. death and saying no the victory is in christ thanks be god who gives us victory through our lord jesus christ and i think that language there it just i think that highlights very clearly what this this whole um atonement uh, theory is trying to kind of sum up the idea of death thought it won but no christ has the victory mm-hmm. and that's kind of what i get from it anyways i'll let you finish your verses but then i want i do want to get to how you mend this <laughs> with uh substitutionary because i don't see it but
0: well going back to that verse you just listed yeah i think that's more of a future eschatological reality it says when when the perishable puts on imperishable, well, looking at the context, he's talking yeah. about when the trumpet sounds, but that's blah, blah, not... blah. But, okay, this is my point, sorry, though. Sorry,
1: sorry. I'll let you finish your point.
0: The perishable puts on imperishable, the mortal puts on yeah. immorality, then shall come the passage saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Or death, where is yeah. your sting? This, uh, blah, blah, blah. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Yeah, that's present. Vic- the victory is present. Right. But this is talking about we will see the victory. When death is swallowed up completely in victory, when we put on our right, but that goes back to what you're saying. So, but right, I'm not, I'm not contradicting you. I'm just saying. Oh, it
1: awfully sounds like it.
0: <laughs> the uh, the victory that that was brought about by Jesus at the resurrection will be, you know, further. He'll be further victorious well, that, at the end. That's
1: what you were saying. Yeah, you were just saying that. It's now, it was then, it's still happening, and it will right. come to completion. Okay.
0: Right, okay. Right. Um, always got to
1: disagree with me, hey? can't just let one yeah, go.
0: Exactly. Ephesians 1, verses 19-21. He raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. 1 Corinthians 2:14. But thanks be to God. No, that's Second Corinthians 2 Corinthians 2:14. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession.
1: Hmm.
0: And uh, Romans 8:3 to 7. No, pardon me. 8 verses 37. We are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. So, um, I am pretty convinced now that I'm thinking about it. I should have done some more homework. Now, now into... that you're thinking about it, Perry, no, you're no, supposed no, no, to no. think about it before you're not I know, record, no? I know, but, uh, but we're pondering. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> oh, jeez, Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Okay. You got something or you want me to go here? Go ahead. Oh, okay, good. You were just rambling there anyway. All right. <laughs> so a couple benefits I see of this this uh, theory. What like from all those verses you just read was we it it highlights our our victory we have in sin through Christ who leads us in that victorious and who will continue to lead us and will completely lead us in the end. I'm not going to keep saying that we, we understand that the victory is then now and forever and will be fulfilled in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do we are a vital part that we can we have confidence in that. Um and it's God rescuing us. like in this view, it is not necessarily um, just a punishment or a payment of sin. This is God rescuing us, wanting to reconcile us back to himself. like that I think that's a key part of this this theory is Jesus is there to reconcile humanity back to God. and it doesn't really talk a lot about um, the necessity of Jesus coming back. As far as this judgment or or to fulfill justice, it's focused way more on wanting to reconcile back. Like that, do would you agree with that? Like this theory is God wanting and actively seeking to bring us back to Himself. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't think this but theory. That... This theory is not Jesus needs to come to fulfill the wrath of God or to fill the justice. It's. It's. I think it's God seeking to save humanity from the messed up world that we created. Mm-hmm. It it, oh, it focuses absolutely. more on that, and that's why it's called Christus Victor, not Christus Take the Wrath of God, or you know, like yes. that's why it's not called that, right? Like it's very, it's uniquely called this because it's focused on that. It's not focused on the Wrath of God. Mm-hmm. I think this is the oldest theory too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. It was kind of like the original founding fathers, I think. Or- right founding fathers church, church fathers well you brought them no, up this oh, time <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> founding fathers. the founding fathers Benjamin Franklin yeah. <laughs> no the church fathers I think they were this was kind of their they wouldn't have called a Christmas actually they may have called it Christmas Victor I don't know but I think this was their kind of main theory and wouldn't you say Perry we should take more things from the church fathers <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about yeah right But, anyways, I think those are some things that this theory really has going for. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's very. It it alleviates anything that you did. It's it's God just wanting to rescue humanity, and I think that's just a beautiful thing to look at. And look Mm -hmm. look look through the lens of that, at this theory.
0: Absolutely.
1: But also lots of drawbacks too. Do you want me to get into the drawbacks, or no? Or do you have something you wanna?
0: Well, I'll just say, this is a wonderful. Uh, concept, Christ is Victor, and everything that goes with it, mm-hmm. because it's also a, as Paul says in Colossians, we've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness mm. into the kingdom of light. Yeah, Fleming Rutledge points this out in her book that that we are this theory talks about freedom from sin. Where where I think and you've you you've mentioned that uh, being set free from the power of sin. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really significant. Um, but um, I will say that I don't think that Christus Victor should be pitted against substitutionary atonement. Here because. Can, I, can I say something before we get there?
1: Sure. If we're not making any sense right now about what Christus Victor is, if we haven't defined it yet. Just think of Narnia. Okay. <laughs> can I just give this real quick and then people can get a cup? Narnia, Chronicles Narnia, Lionel Wardrobe. Perfect example, right? Edmund mm-hmm. goes into the side of evil. Aslan, because he loves him. Spoiler alert. Aslan, you know, he dies. Edmund is then reconciled back to the humanity side, right? The, the good side, right? He's, he's no longer on the witch's side anymore. He's now on Aslan's side because Aslan paid the penalty. Right. For him to well, the it's, good side. He went from the bad side to the good side. It's definitely
0: more of a, I'm defeating... Yes, he's the, def- yes the wicked witch of the
1: no, it's just wicked witch. What's her name?
0: I can't remember her. Name. It does the not snow, matter. The snow. <laughs>
1: it doesn't matter. Please. Anyways, that's a good summary. I think. Just think of that. That's right, basically what this is.
0: It's Jesus is stomping on the head of the like. Go yes, back. but it's not.
1: It's not to appease the wrath of a god. That's yes, my point. Right. This is okay, but I'm just trying.
0: I'm trying to explain it in biblical terms. No, no the, one cares about. I'm not
1: People care about <laughs> Narnia, Perry. Yeah.
0: The first promise to humans, well, maybe the second. Mm. Whatever. After they, after they sin, what's the first promise? <coughs> I will send the per, a person to crush the serpent's yes. head. Yes. It's not, I'm going to send somebody to appease my wrath. Right. It's, I'm not going to send somebody to pay for your sins. It's, I'm going to crush the serpent's head. And we find out who the serpent is, Satan. We find out who the serpent crusher is, Jesus. Yeah. And he does that on the cross. That's what Colossians talks about. Okay. But it's not just, but it means so much more than that. And actually in Romans it talks about, he'll soon crush Satan under your feet. But anyways, it means he's delivering that death blow. Satan's limping around. It says that he's a roaring lion waiting for, you know, those who he can devour. Yeah. I believe that he's binded up but that doesn't mean he's not like it's his powers are limited yeah. much more limited now where God's victory is going throughout the world the gospel is going throughout the world mm-hmm. but I don't think that that's pitted against substitutionary atonement okay
1: well tell me go ahead tell me how do you how is it not pitted <laughs> because it doesn't I don't think it has to be I just think no. there's some aspects that are very hard to overlap that's
0: well it doesn't deal with the fact that God's wrath needs to be appeased it mm-hmm. doesn't deal with propitiation, actual atonement um, we talk about Christ's Victor as an atonement yeah. theory but it's yeah. not doing any atoning that's it's, yeah. it's uh, but it, but it's taking place at the great atoning moment of Christianity right um, so I believe that they're two sides of the same coin. they work together because Christ made payment for sin, substitutionary atonement, covered over sin takes away sin he's the lamb of god mm-hmm. but he also defeated the power of sin so he's paint making he's for uh um making payment for sin the substitution atonement but right. defeating the power of sin that's christ's victor so it's they're not mm-hmm. pitted like they work together i think i think quite, quite... nicely see i think yeah so it, the, the, the the atonement wouldn't be complete without the victory of christ Is what i believe so they they really actually need each other i think and we we spend so much time on christ came to die in our on our behalf to pay for your sin that we just do not focus on the fact that jesus destroyed Hmm. sin and destroyed the kingdom like there's these two kingdoms you already talked about this i know okay i'm just saying again right no. So, so the first promise yeah. wasn't to make ransom for sin; it was to defeat the devil. Um, but that also involved forgiving sins. Like God is making all things new. Yeah. So, how, how does He do that? Pease His wrath. Defeat sin. Like He has to defeat sin so that His, so that the new creation can go forward throughout the whole world. Um, I think they work quite nicely together.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I think they can. I'm just not there. But that's fine. I, I, I got, I'm I, not going to lie. When you were talking, that was very beautiful. I liked how you have, <laughs> you approached and said everything you said. They made a lot of sense. I just don't know if I'm... I am do not know if I think that yet. Maybe by the time we're done this, I will.
0: So what's the problem? Why, why do you think they don't work together?
1: Because one, it sounds like God is killing Jesus. And the other one, it sounds like I thought Satan's we sorted killing this out. <laughs> well, no, we kind of did, I guess. I, I just I, I just don't think it's that simple to just... Maybe I just haven't studied it enough, but I think I just have a simple way of thinking about penal substitutionary atonement, and it's not robust enough to accept it yet. Mm. Is that a fair way to say it? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I have a very surface level kind of getting deep into it Hmm. i don't have a robust and i'm wrestling i'm trying to figure it out i just don't Mm -hmm. know and i have this other theory in my back of my head that's not really any theory like we're not going to talk about it like it's because it's just kind of this thoughts running in my head and so i'm like i don't know what i'm thinking but i I don't know i'm still figuring out this is a challenge for me i don't really know where i stand on all this Hmm. um well, we've run out of time. No, we haven't. I got okay. tons. Okay. Of... All right. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we should probably close it. I don't actually have that much more to add. I was just gonna talk about um, why I think you're wrong and I'm right.
0: <laughs> um, you wanted to talk about some downsides,
1: right? Some downsides, and I think the biggest one is that God tricks Satan in this theory, kind of like, and I it's I don't agree with that. You don't think that's a downside or you don't think that happened? I don't think that's happened. Okay, but that's kind of what the theory is. Well, who said it? Well, the theory in totality, my understanding of the theory in totality is Satan is the one who thinks he's killing Jesus. And you said that yourself. Right. Earlier you said, like, Satan thinks he's winning. Yeah. The power of evil thinks they're winning. And God's Mm -hmm. sitting back there with his fingers crossed, you know. No, I got one coming. No, it's kind of... (laughs) I don't know. I think that's a big drawback hmm, to people okay. who like only hold this theory maybe. I don't know. Hmm. That's kind of like God's tricking Satan, which is, I don't know. I don't think God is God isn't a god hmm. of trickery. Trickery. So I don't know. So that's kind of weird. Um I think that's I think that's the biggest drawback of it. But also like you said, it doesn't deal with a lot of the propitiation of sins. It doesn't it doesn't really talk about that. It doesn't really talk about you would say it doesn't talk about the atonement. I think it kind of still does in a little bit, maybe, but actually, no, I think you're right on that. I don't think it talks about the atonement itself, like atoning for sins. Spark the calendar. Circle the calendar. Perry's right. So I think there are drawbacks to me. I don't think you can just sit on Christus Victor alone. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can. I really like it just because I think it's way more positive and easier to understand <laughs> than uh, substitution. Um, but I think those are kind of the the biggest drawbacks, Christus Victor is more of like a, it, it makes a good story. You know, Christus, that's why Narnia is Christus Victor and not penal substitution. Penal substitution is very legal based. It's very, you know, it, it's cut and dry. You kind of know what you're yep. doing, right? You can make a Law and Order episode on a problem. But like, <laughs> do you mean this Christus Victor, it's, it's right. a, it tugs on your emotions rather than your mental thought. It, mm. I think so way more. Don't you think?
0: Well, to know that somebody went in my place... To take what I deserve, that's quite a, a beautiful thing, too.
1: Yeah, that is true. And it goes but, back
0: to what I said but in the I last think two it, episodes that the atonement folks, is multidimensional. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is true. Okay, I'll give you that. I just think this Thank one you. this one's way more story-based than penal substitution, which I think is way more legal-based. Yeah, based. okay. Like I said, Narnia is my case in point right there.
0: Well, if we want to think about it in Old Testament terms, God took his people through victory over their enemies, but he also made a way for them to cover their sins. So I really believe that there's Old Old Testament mm. precedence there. Yeah. When they sought him, when they were obedient to him, he gave them victory. Christ was victorious. Yeah. Pardon me. Christ, he was victorious, but he was obedient all the way to the cross and yeah. therefore received victory. Right. So...
1: Right, I, got one I more, mean, b- one more because of that,
0: I, who, how can nobody, how can anybody not believe
1: that? I wish we did camera work because Perry's faces he makes are priceless when he has thinks he has a good point. And on that note, I think it's time to wrap it up. I think it is. Oh, I'm up. Thank you all <laughs> for listening. We do appreciate you listening to us banter. Hopefully, this was um, engaging. Hopefully, it was a little bit insightful. Makes you think a little bit about about these things we hope i know it made us think about it so if it makes you think about it too uh please rate and review us for evidence to your podcast we would appreciate it. that's how we get the word out stay tuned in the coming months we're gonna have uh interview by scott hahn mm-hmm. is that right perry did a an interview with him. i heard a little snippet of it right now it it is wonderful it, it, he has a very soothing very nice <laughs> voice uh and i know he had a lot of good things to say so mm. stay tuned for that yeah rate and review us for evidence to your podcast and until next week Keep on pondering.